This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. Three Xeons in two years. Intel unveils processor roadmap. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with Top500.org. I'm Addison Snell. That's Michael Feldman. Michael, we took a few weeks off, a little break from the podcast over the summer, but we're back in, and we've had some big news this week in HPC in particular with getting some uh, good detail on what's the upcoming roadmap for processors from Intel. Yeah, this has been brewing for a while, but we haven't heard anything official from Intel in, in what seems like years now on their Xeon roadmap. But this week at the uh, at their data-centric innovation summit, they actually re- revealed the timeline for the next three Xeons. And it's all going to be compressed in, in like we said, in a very small uh, amount of time. In the next two and a half years, we're going to see three generations of Xeons uh, come out, and that takes us out to 2020. Now, and as you were just pointing out, this is more detail than we're used to having from Intel going three generations out, but that's partly due to the the nature of this compressed timeline. To what extent are these three different generations versus just three different versions of one thing similar? Well, it's it's a little of both. I mean, there's going to be three different generations of, of Xeon, certainly, but they're not all, I think, meant to be sort of uh, discrete architectures in that sense. I mean, what they're trying to really do here is transition from from Skylake to Ice Lake. And Ice Lake is the 10 nanometer chip, uh, which presumably will have a new microarchitecture. I mean, Cascade Lake is going to be built on the same 14 nanometer process as Skylake. And the, the next one after that in 2019 is going to be Cooper Lake. And that's also going to be on 14 nanometers. But that has a very short lifetime. Uh, just because Ice Lake is coming in 2020, and it's probably going to be a matter of months bef- between those two. Um, so what what Intel is doing here is they're building basically Cooper Lake on the same platform, so that people are going to be able to swap out those chips and just uh, plug in the Ice Lake chips when they become available in 2020. And the reason they're doing all this basically is because Intel is – has delayed their 10 nanometer process uh, nodes so long that they've had to do some of these machinations now to get through this. And then also to respond to AMD, which is coming out with its second generation Epic chip in 2019. So Intel's sort of doing a lot of rejiggering of the roadmap to sort of respond to all this and get out the products they need to get out to be competitive and then to get them to where they want to be basically in 2020. So that's a lot of information, and all of this is laid out in your article on top500.org. Let's start breaking this out piece by piece. First of all, we're talking about three successive Xeon platforms. Cascade Lake is the first one, starting in Q4 of 2018. That's only a couple of months away. That's going to be the first one, and that also includes some other announcements around Intel Optane persistent memory and some other things. Then Cooper Lake follows next year in 2019. 19 and bridges very quickly to something called Ice Lake in 2020. And Ice Lake is the first one using that 10 nanometer process. So let's start with Cascade Lake. Is there something we should be particularly looking for here? Well, the the we know most about Cascade Lake. That's the that's the near term uh, next generation chip. So we know, like you said, it's going to 
support the these Intel Optane persistent memory DIMMs that Intel's talked a lot about, and there's uh, there's certainly a lot of excitement about that and how that's going to play out. So this is going to be the first processor to support those. It's also going to have something called DL Boost. This is a, a, a new set of instructions that they're going to introduce with Cascade Lake that's going to accelerate uh, deep learning code. So in this initial version, uh, I think the the main thing is they're going to have like an int eight uh, optimization in the AVX five twelve unit, and that's going to make it very much uh, a good deal better at inferencing uh, some of these neural networks than than Skylake could ever do. So it's going to bring some of that into it, which is going to continue into Cooper Lake. But let's stick with Cascade Lake for for the time being. That's the second big thing. And then, of course, we talked about the uh, Spectre and Meltdown. Uh, vulnerabilities uh, that uh, all all the uh, chip makers are looking to mitigate, and those are going to be those mitigations, or at least the first set of mitigations, are going to be included in Cascade Lake as well. So they're going to put a, sort of a lot of different things into Cascade Lake uh, that they've been they've been planning for a while. But I think the really big thing is the the Intel persistent memory. That's going to be very interesting. Uh, for our space and for a lot of the enterprise space where the, where the analytics codes are going on, um, Intel is hoping uh, they're going to really uh, be able to sell a lot of these into that space over the next few years. Sure. And uh, coincidentally, I was just at the Flash Memory Summit this week, which, of course, Intel was a top sponsor of. And we've, we're seeing a ton of interest in persistent memory and non-volatile memory and all of its all of its different forms, Flash and NVMe and the like. So um, I, I think that Intel Optane persistent memory is going to be something that's of significant interest. Now I want to go back to something else that you did talk about with Ice Lake and the delay in 10 nanometer process, because now if we compare that to AMD, that's something where AMD with Zen is going to be out in front of Intel, right? Right. Next year, they're on track, AMD's on track to build its second generation Epic uh, server processor with the Zen 2 microarchitecture and get that out sometime in 2019. That's going to be built on probably TSMC's or possibly Global Foundry's 7 nanometer process. Now, the the process numbers don't match up with the different fabs. So the basic thing is that most people in the know th think that the seven nanometer of TSMC and Global Foundries basically matches up with Intel's 10 nanometer as far as transistor density. But the thing is, AMD is planning to put these chips out next year in 2019, whereas Intel's not going to have Ice Lake at 10 nanometers out until 2020. So we're looking at a time, and as far as I can remember, this is the first time in the history of AMD where they're actually going to be out in front of Intel on this on process technology on transistor density, something that Intel is is led for as long as I can remember. Um, but now, since basically all the other fabs are catching up, it gives AMD a uh, a, a leg up in this in this particular case. It's going to be interesting to see how that advantage, and it is an advantage, will play out. In, in 2019 until it's able to counter with uh, the same sort of transistor density the following year. 
Yeah, and AMD has had the lead in high performance computing before, but not in transistor density. Mm-hmm. If we go back right. to uh, AMD Opteron, right when Intel was playing around with its first generation Itanium processors, the Merced leaning into, leading into McKinley, uh, AMD did have a, a market share lead over Intel into HPC at that time until uh, until AMD lost that again around their own Barcelona time frame. But the point of that is that we know that HPC customers will quickly migrate to where they find the best price performance. And it looks like that competition is opening up again. Yeah, I, I, right now you could you could certainly make an argument that AMD has the better price performance, but not the better performance in absolute terms. But next year, they could end up with both of those. I mean, when you have, uh, uh, you know, the Epic 2 chips look like they're going to have as many as 64 cores. So even though they don't have the, the same 512-bit vector uh, unit that, that the Xeons have, with, with all those cores, they might just come out with a bigger, a, a larger number of flops. Um, but they will have to wait and see what happens there. But uh, possibly AMD will be able to lead on both fronts in price performance and absolute performance uh, as soon as next year. Okay, so as much as the focus was on these Xeon chips, Cascade Lake, Cooper Lake, Ice Lake, let's talk about some of the other aspects of this roadmap because some of this was presaged by a little bit of a leaked slide that came out before uh, all of this went public. And on, on that leaked information, we can make some inferences about what wasn't there as, as being almost as interesting as what was there. Here we're talking about the Xeon line, but it's not clear right now what the future, if anything, is for the Xeon Phi line. Right. And on that on that leaked document, uh, which, by the way, came out of a, of a, of a, uh, a university, Central South University from Changsao City in, in China, um, and it was it was picked up by another publication. And then quickly removed from that site, it was uh, having to do with a uh, presentation for a bunch of server, local server and HPC event. And somehow that document got got published on, on that university site, but was quickly removed. But what that shows is that, as we suspect, there's no more Xeon 5 branded um, processor after basically this year i mean they're you know even intel has said they're not going to sell any more knights landing xeon fives after this month basically they're and and that's the end of it and then support's going to dwindle away but after that they have something called uh uh in 2019 something called cascade lake dash ap so that's different from the cascade lake sp which is the scalable processor under the xeon uh portfolio. This is all called AP, and we don't know what the AP stands for, but it's listed in this leaked information as an HPC-focused uh, platform. And then there's something that doesn't even have a code name, just called Next Generation AP, falling in 2020, uh, which looks like it lines up pretty well with what would probably end up in the Aurora Exascale supercomputer, which is supposed to drop in 2021. So again, this is all leaked information. This was not part of the official uh, roadmap that that uh, Intel put out this week, but it wasn't that leaked information. And it sounds fairly plausible because some of that information uh, for the Xeon part did match up with what Intel officially released this week. So uh, I'm going to say that these things are likely. 
And it also had information about the uh, second generation Omnipath fabric in there as well. And those look pretty much on target as well. Yeah, and we can also look at how far along they are with these things because there were, there's color coding on that slide where, whereas Cascade Lake SP, the one we've been talking about earlier, the Xeon line, is labeled as in development. This Walker Pass Cascade Lake AP is only listed as being in planning. And then right. the future went out, the TBD pass, the next-gen AP processor, is only directional. It's not even officially in planning yet. So right. they're, they're, they're highlighting that there's something out there that presumably picks up uh, where Xeon Phi leaves off. But uh, we're still left a little bit not knowing what the future of this Xeon Phi line is other than presumably it's different than what it's been. Yeah, but well, the fact that that Cascade Lake AP is actually in planning suggests that they they're in the planning stages of replacing Xeon Phi with this other uh, brand at least, and probably our um, presumably architecture as well. We don't know anything about that, um, at least not according to this this leaked information. But it looks like they're at least in the planning stages for the first generation after Xeon Phi and what they're going to do as, as sort of an HPC uh, offering or specific offering for, for, for this space. Um, but yeah, like you said, some of this beyond that is, is just directional, but certainly they've committed to Aurora in 2021. So uh, they must have some idea or strategy to go forward uh, from there. And it, and it looks like, this is sort of the line that they're going to take. Uh, they're going to have some some version that's going to take the reins from Xeon Phi based on some microarchitecture that's TBD, and then continue that and and make that uh, that second generation version of that go into the Aurora supercomputer. Although again, that's speculation. It's something I'm gratified to see that is on this leaked slide that, again, we, we didn't have a lot of clarity or surety around is that this does verify that there is an Omnipath 2 that's currently in development. And if we can line up the the uh, x-axis roughly according to what years are, are on it, it looks like it's slated potentially for the second half of 2019. And I think this is important right. because we hadn't seen anything definitive on where Omnipath was going. And and I, I myself have heard speculation or concern about the future of Omnipath. Now it seems like uh, there is a future for Omnipath there. Yeah, Intel had actually been public about Omnipath 2, but didn't release uh, any details that I know of. This leaked information actually has some information with that regard. They're talking about 64-port switches. They're talking about um, adapters. They're talking about uh, uh, yeah, they're talking about the sort of the number of PCI slot uh, links that you need for that adapter. That some more detailed information. They have the names of some of these, and I, and I realize. To our listeners, it's sort of hard to follow all this, but if you go on top500.org and look at the the article where I talk about the leaked Intel roadmap, you'll you'll see what it is and you'll make more sense out of it. But there's a lot of information there, uh, and I and I think it's it's pretty much accurate. Intel is working on Omnipath; they've they've copped to that Omnipath two, I should say, and uh, it looks like they're pretty far along in the in the development stages of the uh, of the switches themselves as well as the adapters. 
Overall, I'm gratified to see this information coming from Intel, both the intentional information around Xeon and the unintentional information around everything else, because it helps give clarity around what Intel's thinking for HPC specifically and for enterprise in general uh, or other high performance markets in general, inclusive of things like deep learning, machine learning. Uh, on the on the inference side, they've got tools there. And, and really, we hadn't been getting a whole lot out of Intel prior to this. And, uh, and I think this is a, a really positive statement going forward to at least have something we can wrap our hands around and start the conversation about where this is going. And the reason I point that out is because there's been a lot of uh, trepidation in the end user community about how do I know which things to buy going forward with a diversifying set of workloads, a diversifying set of technologies. And I think just roadmaps are going to become more important. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, you know, th this roadmap is uh, possibly a little confusing to look at right now, and you, you still might not know what to buy. Uh, and you certainly got to have more options now that AMD has some competitive uh, offerings. Uh, to, to balance this out, but uh, what you what it looks like this is shaping up to be is sort of an asymmetric competition. Intel's got some things that AMD uh, doesn't have, and now AMD has some features that that Intel doesn't have. And you sort of got to weigh what your application is and what you're trying to do uh, with uh, with your infrastructure, and sort of think what's what's going to be the best fit for you. But it's going to be an interesting couple of years starting in 2019 because we, we've got some pretty interesting uh, chips coming out for HPC and uh, you know we're going to have lots more cores we're going to have a lot more uh, support for for machine learning we're going to have this you know Optane persistent memory if if Micron comes up with something in the same vein we might even have it on the AMD side that they'll be able to hook on to it's going to be an interesting time that's starting up right before we, we jump into the exascale era, and I, I think it's going to be a, a battle of the x86 space that we haven't really seen in, in several years now. It's, uh, uh, I'd love to see it. I think the customer base also uh, is, is going to welcome this uh, new, new competitive uh, landscape. Well, and I'll tell you, we'll have one more chance to maybe get a peek at other things coming up. The Hot Chips Conference is only a week and a half away, right. so maybe we'll get uh, a few more sneak peeks that are relevant to the conversation. Yeah, I think that'll that'll be interesting as well, and see maybe some uh, some dark horses there on some other work that's being done in the other spaces, Open Power, ARM, and and so on. So yeah, uh, that that should be an interesting conference this year as well. All right, Michael, glad to be back, and uh, thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.